Hello, guys. Hey, guys. We have a very, very exciting podcast today. Yeah. We've been waiting a long time for this. I feel like you guys have been waiting a long time for it too, but we're doing a dream special. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Melissa and I have very funky dreams. Vivid very, dreams. Yeah, vivid. You name it. Every spectrum of dream, we have them. And you guys have weird dreams too, because you write into us quite a lot about the old yeah, dreams. Yeah, and some of your dreams are come true so we need to work out oh yeah that was why i think that's why we're doing this because we have one specific girl that wrote in about her boyfriend cheating on her and it turned out all to be true you know her granddad came to her in the dream in the dream and it was very specific we just want to like deep dive into it and see like whether there's a truth to it yeah get some psychological understanding behind the dreams so we're bringing to you a very well-renowned dream astrologist his name is ian wallace he's a proper pro so we we're excited I'm, We're going to learn excited. a lot about all of ourselves this episode, guys. Yeah. Be prepared. Melissa, are you a doctor? Uh, I want to be, but I'm not. I'm not a doctor either and we're not psychologists and we're not not experts in anything in fact we just (laughs) chat a lot of shit so and we love giving you guys advice but as we we said giving you guys advice do not take what we're saying as gospel if you do feel like you need to speak to somebody please seek professional help Melissa's got her shawl wrapped amongst her yeah I've got a really nice blanket around me I'm all cozy I'm in a nice position, actually. I know, I didn't quite get myself cozy, but don't worry, I'll Oh, different it. socks today? Well, yeah, I didn't wear the same I know, I, I meant as in different, as in funky different, they again. Oh, some gorgeous. Gift, someone gifted them in, like, a food give, goodie bag. I, I love like, a pair of, like, nice socks in those gift bags. It makes such a difference. don't know why socks, socks just make it for me. Socks also, are my dream. Also, nice socks are, like... They're hard to they come may, by. They are. They make a difference. And like, I'm not with the trainer. Do you remember when we were younger and it was trainer socks Oh, uh, You were like, no socks can be seen out of my, no. my shoes. I would get like, mine were like size two to three. Well, that so is the size. So couldn't be She has thumblina feet. Oh, it's a lovely, lovely sunny day, isn't it? It's a gorgeous day, but it's quite nipped. We were actually just talking about how the fact that it's... um, But it's bright and early. It was scheduled to snow this morning. You're joking. Absolutely dead serious. But not, I don't April. I don't think in central London it was meant to Oh, snow, what, just right? in the north of London it was going to... Just maybe the outskirts. You know, when you get slightly, slightly out of London, it just gets a little bit colder. Like, whenever I go to the countryside to see my parents, it's way colder yeah, than because, it is in London. Because that's probably more north. No, it's actually not. It's just west, but... Yeah, like the breeze, the I mean open east. air. The pollution makes no, it warm. Are we chatting? Yes, you're right, it does. The pollution Don't makes it warm. Don't you laugh at me. I think that's true. No, she's Smog. actually correct. And it's Smog. And it's the height of the buildings make it warm. Oh, what? They, they cover the wind, their no, windshield. They, no, they not. do something with the clouds and then it becomes like a weird No, we must stop speaking. My we must stop no, speaking. No, no, I'm being serious. I know this in geography. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> It's true. Cities are always warmer. <laughs> what type of clouds always. are there? There's loads of different names. Though. No, they block a lot of the Can clouds from them? coming over. No, diff- we okay. learned that in geography for sure. You know what? Really, I did learn about though that really scared me, and I'm. It's like one of my biggest fears is it's like earthquakes and tsunamis. I know what to do. What do you do? Go and stand in the frame of a doorway. Get yourself in a bathtub. Frame in a. Obviously. So the frame of a door is really strong if there's an earthquake. What, and that thin thing? Yes, for some reason the door me. frame is really well, I'm strong. I'm wider than a doorway though. I know, but they just say it's one of the main safety things. If there's an earthquake ha- happening... And then you move the bath into it. No, that would be unrealistic. But you Or you get in the bath. These are just three options. Whatever room you're in, there's options. A door frame under a table or in a bath. You heard, heard it from Melissa Tassin. In case we ever have an earthquake in London. <laughs> right, okay. We're drinking a lovely, lovely rouge today. It is... 
Oh my though. god, I love the cartoons. I uh, yeah, I wouldn't say they're more cartoons. They look a bit like Emperor Groove vibe. It's lost relic, and it's like floating empress, floating <laughs> angels. Yeah, we really know. What the and it's a Benadryl, thirteen percent of alcohol. Lovely, just what we like. Mendoza, twenty twenty one. It contains sulfites. <laughs> No idea where it's Guys, from. Does anyone remember the early days of us? Sophie would literally, all she would talk about is the percentage of alcohol and if it had sulfates in it or not. Just, every time it was contained sulfates. We've never found a wine that doesn't. Yeah, even the organic ones do. Yeah. A beautiful Bernardo from Mendoza where warm days and cool nights bring out the best in these grapes. The wine has a lovely nose of blackberry leading to a well-structured palate with great con- concentration of blackberry fruit, hints of sour cherry and plums, as well as notes of licorice and tar. Tar. You can hire Sophie Habu for lovely voiceovers for wine introductions here at WednesdaysWeDrinkWine.com. Right, guys, should we get into the dream segment of this episode? <laughs> Hi Ian, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm great. It's lovely to be with you both. Ian, we're so excited to have you on. Melissa and I have, and all of our listeners have written in so many times about very spooky dreams. Mm -hmm. We just really want to deep dive into them and like know what the meaning is to dreams, like how they happen. Is it a sign? Is it our subconscious telling us? Yeah, is it our subconscious telling us? I've actually had things before where it definitely is my subconscious speaking to me and eventually I've acted on them. So the first thing you always have to know about dreams is the dream doesn't happen to you. The reality is that your brain generates everything in the dream. And the reason that it does that, uh, the fundamental reason for dreaming is to process your emotions. So when you are dreaming, you are creating a series of images that allow you to explore your emotional life and understand it and make powerful choices in it. So hold on a minute. Okay, right. So so if I'm going to ask you a question, which is like the most popular, like, question I think we probably get asked about like does this dream mean something if I'm constantly cheating on my partner in my dream (laughs) I'm not but like this is what people have written in what does that then mean this is a very common dream yeah so are you so is the dream cheating on your partner or being cheated on this is so we've got both of those questions here it's cheating on your partner and then being cheated on yeah right so the, the more common of those is being cheated on okay and because you create the dream and you create everything in it you create all the characters in the dream yeah and those characters are representations of aspects of your own identity and personality okay so when you dream that your partner some intimate some companion who's very close to you is cheating on you the reality is that is they're not the reality is that you are cheating on yourself in some way in waking life it's got nothing to do with your partner there's something in waking life where you are betraying yourself betraying your own ambitions, your own ideas, your own values. And that is the cause of that dream. Okay. If you dream that you are cheating on your partner, then again, there's something in waking life where you are maybe betraying trust in some way. So you're not betraying trust in them. You're not going to cheat on them, but you're letting yourself down or letting a situation down where you could actually take action and get to a positive outcome with it. Oh my God, But how do you know it doesn't mean that they're cheating on you, that they're pretending to be in love with you, but they're not? If you have that dream that your partner's cheating on you and you start to suspect that they might be cheating on you, what can often happen is 
it, it can cause a series of events that actually do lead to yeah. the breakup of the partnership because the, the relationship dynamic is that you start becoming very suspicious of your partner, you lose confidence in the relationship, then your partner thinks, why is my girlfriend so suspicious? Why does it seem like yeah. she's stalking me? Why is she so needy? Why does yeah. she need to know where I am all the time? Why is she so clingy? Uh, and for anyone in a relationship, that can become a bit wearying after a while. But then how do, you, how do they find out what they are betraying themselves with? Yeah, so it, you have to ask yourself that question in, in, in waking life. Because the thing about dreams is they are answering questions we are not even aware that we are asking. And these are very good questions to ask yourself. Where are you letting yourself down? Where are you running around after other people rather than attending to your own needs? Those are the sorts of questions you ask. And then when you ask those, answers will emerge that will give you some idea of the actions you can take. I feel like this is quite positive for us and our listeners because we've yeah. all had dreams where we've cheated and we've all had dreams where we've been cheated on. So knowing that that's not actually happening <laughs> and it's not a suspicion, it's not something deep within us telling us that we need to cheat on our partner or something like that. And it's actually, not, yeah, it's actually just an us thing. problem. It's just an us problem. And we've also had quite a lot of people dreaming about exes. Again, it comes back to that idea of you're creating the dream and you create all the characters in the dream to represent aspects of yourself. Right. So the question to ask there is, what is the one quality you associate with that ex-partner? And, and it may be that they were very kind, they were very generous, it might be they were a bit of a bully, that they talked yeah. you down all the time. Whatever those things are, there's some situation now in your waking life where you are being faced with the same sort of issue. It may be that your current partner is doing exactly the same thing as your previous partner did. And it's, a, it's an absolutely classic scenario where people say, oh, I've got a new partner and he or she's absolutely brilliant and oh, and it's completely different from the last one. And then, you know, and all your girlfriends or boyfriends are then thinking, it's exactly the same as the last one. You've picked up on exactly those same qualities. Yeah. So when you create that dream where an ex-lover is returning, just ask yourself, what is the one quality I associate with that person? And is that one quality showing up again in my waking life right mm. now? Because I've got the opportunity to take action with it right now. So it's not because you miss them, or your subconscious is saying they're the other person you well, should be it, with. Well, it could be that you it could be that you miss them, but what you're actually missing is that quality. It might be that they were very confident in social situations, and it may be that you have always felt a bit awkward in social situations. So you miss that kind of confidence boost that they give you. But the opportunity there is not to go and find someone else that helps you feel really confident socially. The opportunity is to help yourself feel a bit more confident socially and come out of your shell a bit more. Okay, guys, so sweet, sweet or, or dry. dry today. Drinking our coffee out of the same mug to save washing up. I think that's a bit dry. Just wash that's up the mug. It's dry just lazy. Also, like greener coffee, you get the stain yeah, of it. Yeah, just no. wash up the cup. Sharing a toothbrush. I have an opinion on this. What do you think? Well, I asked to borrow Melissa's toothbrush on Paris trip, and she was like, I'd rather you not. <laughs> <laughs> Which I do get. I do get. But I would share with you. There are certain people I wouldn't. So no, I was offended I, you wouldn't have shared with I me. I would have done, but your your toothbrush is in the next room. Yeah, yeah. And, true. We, and you were hammered. So was I. And I was just also, like, like, God after knows that what's weekend, been, I don't yeah, really want to. I was yeah. just like, 
it's been a long night. You just had a kebab and I was like, I think you should get it. Oh yeah, she had had a kebab the night before. <laughs> I don't like it at all. It's with, not an ideal scenario, but if you had to, I would share one with, there's only certain people in the world I would share I, one I with. I still would rather not, but you, your too. teeth almost look fake. That's okay. I would share with you, I've I've had to share with Toby a few times if I, when I've, in the yeah, early days. When I, it's, you know what it is? It's in the early days of dating when you're like, too premature to bring a toothbrush over with yeah, you, yeah. but you got to brush your teeth. You got to do what you got to do. do. You shut it. that door and you just fucking brush your teeth with their toothbrush. Yeah, and they know. They know. And they know. They don't care. Yeah. At that point, you're kind of sharing the same germs, though. But ideally, not. Ideally, not. I still don't really love. Jamie never shares mine, but I sometimes share. Says he's got the best toothbrush ever. Honestly, what it's one like, is it? The Phillips. It's I don't know, but it is supersonic, and I like using it because I'm like it might I be just spotlight be oral care. Or. Tim has a lovely spotlight oral care one that she was using, and it was like like made a lovely sound. And I was like, that looks like it's vibrating the plaque off your teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going with dry because I. Me just, too. I I'm just going to go with dry on like a regular. But needs must then it's in a sweet, kind of semi sweet. Tell you a dress looks bad. I think there's something to say for good honesty, but don't tell me I look bad. Mm. Yeah, Jamie's just not one to compliment if he doesn't like it. He'll just be like, "Oh, you're no." He'll go, "Oh, you wearing that?" Yeah, and yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, fuck off! But then Are you he... wearing that, me? I never say anything. But he does say that a lot. He even says that to me. He goes, are you going to go out in that tonight? I'm like, what? I know, but I think now... That's he... a joke, I think. I thought, I hope. No, no, quite... Yeah, I think he thinks it's funny, but it's really not. But sometimes he really is, really is a bit shook at some, type, some things I wear. But you have the best fashion sense ever and he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it is just like, no, no, you don't have the right to comment because you have no taste. I would so really like... I would really not like it if the boy was really fashionable. Like, Toby's got really good fashion, so I would be... <laughs> No shade on Jamie. He wears lovely clothes. Jamie Sweet does boy. have good sense. He's got gorgeous wardrobe. Jamie's also a bit smarter. Like, Toby's a very casual boy. He's one yeah. genre kind of guy. I'm trying to, like, move him into, like, we. It, it's fine to be casual and I love what he wears, but sometimes there is smarter occasions where we have to wear a smarter he outfit. He to my wedding. I know, but he it's like, lovely. it's one of those going out for dinner vibes where you're not allowed to wear trainers. It's then, like, you need to have an outfit no, for different Toby occasions. No, wear the shoes Jamie wears. Like, he should get some nice, I like, totally agree. He shouldn't, he shouldn't wear the little high heels that Jay no, is. Jamie can has you imagine like nice Toby face swapped out of, was that the brand no I really <laughs> I butcher brand names it's embarrassing like I'm it's you know what school. it's hard to like Loewe like, I only knew it was called Loewe until it my, I, I think my mum was calling it a low yeah, and so. I was like I think it's Loewe and yeah. that's only because I've heard a blogger say it on my Instagram the teeth falling out. I mean, that's obviously a really common dream. People talk about it all the time. I've had loads of dreams about that. And apparently it's about money. How the hell is that? How, why is that connected? So that's uh, that's complete nonsense, Melissa. Oh, is it? Not, yeah, it's not about money at all. And again, there are so many misconceptions about dreams, especially common dreams, like teeth falling out. The way to work with dream imagery is to think, why might you show your teeth in waking life? Show them on two main occasions. One is when you're smiling, so you're all happy and confident. And the other one is when you're kind of snarling, <laughs> when you are asserting yourself. So teeth are all about confidence and power. So if you dream that you're losing your teeth, there's some situation in your waking life where you feel that your confidence is diminishing in some way and you don't feel as powerful as you need to be. If you dream that your teeth are falling out, there's some situation where you need to step into your power in waking life right. and show up more confidently rather than always looking for the approval of other people. I've got another one for you. So I used to always dream that I was doing a, pel a play, a theatre play, 
and I forgot the line. I hadn't rehearsed the lines. I didn't know any of the script and it was the next day or I've had it that my dissertation was about to be handed in and I've not done it. Yeah, it's a, it's a combination of a couple of dreams. Right. So in that one, you feel, because it's a public performance, you feel you have to present a particular self-image to uh, all, the, all the people around you and, and you feel that you're not living up to that particular self-image. Oh. And because of that, there's kind of a divergence. There's a split between who you're trying to be and, and who you actually are, who you authentically are. So rather than in waking life worrying about how you appear to other people, what you should be doing is actually celebrating how brilliant you are inside and not really caring about what other people are. You should be applauding yourself and not looking for applause from others. Wow. And that kind of links in to the fifth most common dream, the exam dream because mm. exam mm. in an exam you get judged you get examined yeah, you, you get do. criticized and again we go back to that thing you're creating the dream so when you create that dream then there's some situation in your waking life where you're being far too self-critical you're judging yourself far too harshly you're examining your life or examining a situation and giving yourself a hard time for not living up to some strange perfect ideal so with that one, rather than trying to judge your achievements, you should just celebrate them. I love that. God, how lovely. I feel like this has really taken a, a positive spin. Dilemmas. Dilemma one. Should I read this one? Yeah. So good. Stranger in the flat. My friend and flatmate has recently started seeing a guy and seems to be very into him. The problem is that the guy is staying over at our house constantly and I've still not even met him properly. Oh no. The noise disturbs me as we have thin walls and I just genuinely don't feel comfortable in my home when there's when there's a third person here all the time and walking around in his boxes uh oh Jamie you do the same <laughs> I mean it's a bit rude why wouldn't he like but like, say hello that, that makes it comfortable because he's just like hey walking around in his boxes he's not popular. but it's like he, she doesn't even know who the fuck he is like hasn't introduced himself like what's your name surely he has i feel like she just doesn't know know him him. yeah he's obviously just a very confident boy she's even left him in the flat when she's gone to work no i don't know that that. that's big the first time the first time was after she'd known him for just two days and i was home and i (gasps) told that i didn't really feel comfortable with a stranger being left in the flat with me the second time i wasn't home and she left him here with keys so he could lock up again i'm sure he's lovely but i don't think guests should be left alone in our apartment without it being agreed upon Oh, I wouldn't really care about that as long as No, I... no, no. When you don't barely know someone leaving them with their keys. Oh, he's not going to rob the house. I know, but it's like just have respect for the other person that you're living yeah. with. It's like if you trust them, that's one thing, but your your flatmate doesn't and doesn't even know doesn't oh, even know oh, him. Do you know blase. what I mean? I would probably do something like that, but I would never leave him You would with... not. Dating a guy for two weeks, you wouldn't be like, here's the keys, look up, hun. No. Yeah, I probably would. Not from this age. I wouldn't even like. Oh no, I just would never do that. Well, if I was like running out to work to my office job, I'd be like, "You get up and come out with me." I'm not leaving you. Well, if house. he was like snoozing, I'd be like, "Oh, can you just lock up, lock up?" I, I, I'm just but so blasé. You know what I am like that. I never. I, I'm just. No, you'd chill. be like, get out. You wouldn't give me your keys because then how are you going to get back home? You've got to arrange something for later. Nightmare. I'd be like, get out, get out, get out. Yeah, get out. Yeah, I, I I probably would do something like that, but I'm very, very blasé and it's probably not the right thing to do. I, um, You would hate that. I would hate that. It's not that I would hate it. I just don't think I'd do it. And if I if I was in, in my kitchen having breakfast and this boy that I don't know swans in in his box, it's like, yeah, all but right. she wasn't there. 
no one was in the house and she she was probably like, oh, you can shower and lock up and leave. Oh, I see what you're saying. Then I'd she, the like, flatmate's not even there. The first time she was, then I'd be annoyed. If I was there and he was just there mincing about and, she, yeah, yeah, and he no. was going to let himself out at his own time and lock up, I'd be like, no, no, my flatmate's you, not this random guy that yeah. you just started seeing. We've only just moved in, so we aren't really settled yet. And I know that we need to establish some expectations. Mm -hmm. What should I say to her and what is a reasonable number of nights she should be able to have her partner over? You can't. I don't really think there's anything. a limit on that. I think that there needs to be boundaries in terms of, okay, fine, if you're not at home, it's fine that he sleeps in and lets himself out. Like, But he can't then stay there all day, you know, walk himself into the kitchen, make no. himself a coffee in his boxes when you're trying to have your lunch. Yeah. There needs to be some boundaries, I get that. And obviously, if at some point you'll get to know him better, you might really like him and like having him around. My first boundary would be like, he can't be, if you're not here, there, he can't and be it's there. just me and him in the house, can he not be here? But if we're both out the house and he needs to have a shower and leave 10 minutes later. Fine. Fine. I don't really think you can be like, can he only say three nights a week? week? I don't think that that's something you can say. However, it would bug, bum me oh, out. It would bum me if out. If me and you were moving in together and we were like 21 and we were like, this is so yeah. exciting, girl time. You get a boyfriend, he's over every night. Me and you not spending any time together. I'd be like, for fuck's sake. Same, I'd be like, this, this is not what I signed up for. It would annoy me, but then I wouldn't ever say to you like, it, it can you really limit Jamie from coming that, that over? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to say anything. No, neither. I would, you know what I would say? I'd be like, can we do a girl's night so? Yeah. Can we just have a, some girl time? Just I would, us. I would probably just make jokes and be like, my God, Tim, let's call him Tim. God, Tim's <laughs> always over. We never get to chill on our own. Yeah. And I'd just be like, this is not what I signed up for. I thought we were going to be single girls together. Yeah. Like just make, make some like lighthearted light. jokes. Mm -hmm. But, and, and definitely be like, please, can you not leave him alone in the house with me? Because it makes me feel really uncomfortable. Yeah, straight up. Be like, I'm sure. Be like, I'm sure. At some point, like, I'm going to know him better, and I'll love him, and I won't care about him being around. But right now, I don't know him. We've just moved into this house. But it's just to say that, so that it's like appeases her. Like, you know, at some yeah. point, maybe I'll be fine with it. But right now, I don't know him. We've just moved in. Yeah. Dilemma two: flying to another continent for a first date. I live in Hong Kong, and I'm so fed up with the dating scene here. I decided I was going to try one more time on the apps, and went. And went on The League. I don't know what that is. Lo and behold, I matched with someone. It's obviously a dating app that I've never heard of. We really hit it off. We were talking for three days nonstop until I asked the question, what brings you to Hong Kong? Hong Kong, he said. I'm in Washington, D.C. I realized I had my pin VPN set to D.C. to watch some TikToks. It's banned here. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's banned in Hong Kong. So you have to change the VPN. To get to watch her TikToks. Because they, they, they banned like loads of social media and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and in China too. We continue to talk. Anyway, it's almost been a month now. We have called and FaceTimed quite a bit and have decided to meet halfway. We've chosen Dubai and go on our first proper date. I think this is quite great. That's lovely. He has been fully stalked and vetted by my friends and family. One who is a headhunter just to make sure he is who he says he is. Is this a mistake <laughs> or should I just carp should I just carpe diem? I think go for it. Carpe diem, a hundred bloody percent. My cousin met his girlfriend yeah. on a dating app in like, I think she was in Mess. No. Wow. Okay, just Buenos Aires or somewhere. And they've been going out for like a year and she's like the most beautiful person. They're so in love and da 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 da. They meet halfway now and again. Gorgeous. Carpe diem. Fuck he, it. I really rate that. Exciting. Like, do not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't have any expectations. Well, so Dubai's quite a safe place. He can't really do anything. Very safe. And your friends vetted him with his shoes ahead. Yeah, and, have you, and get all your friends on fire around the holder. I mean, I think you're going to be all You're right. going to be fine. You're going to be great. And if worst comes to worst, get another couple of your friends to fly out. Yeah. Stay in another hotel and we'll meet just up have a, We'll just have a, a, a little holiday to yourself. Lovely in Dubai. Yeah. Stunning. Gorgeous. Right, dilemma free. 
I need your advice. My friend is recently pregnant and I just found out she's been seeing my boyfriend behind <gasps> my back. What the fuck? So she's pregnant with the boyfriend. Oh no. Oh, no. oh my God, my heart just oh, had a little flutter no. there. I've been questioning him about it as he has admitted to sleeping with her, but he refuses to believe that it's his baby. We've been together for five years now and we live together, so I really don't want to leave him. No, 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 no. We must leave him. He must obviously have a paternity test. We must leave him. He's dead. No, you can't. The friend. No, 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 you can't. This isn't even up for discussion. I think I can move on from the cheating, but have they been sleeping or was it a one-off drunken sleeping? They've been sleeping together. They've been having a fully full-fledged affair. No, I'm really sorry. Please, we I can't know it's be so considering hard. This you today. live with him for five years, but that's that is no. if that's happening now with your best friend, that is the height of disrespect. That's the height of unfortunately he's in love with your best friend. No, Melissa, he is. If he's if you go to the extent of like making one mistake, that's one thing. But then to carry on seeing them, knowing the consequences, knowing that that's I feel your really partner's upset. best friend, you must have an emotional connection there to go there in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not like a random like no. drunken shag. Exactly. Like, and they know that is that oh, is really horrific. I think I can move on from the cheating as as I have a past of being disloyal. But what if this? But what if the baby comes? Do I support the baby and act as a family, or do I leave him? Okay, listen. You leave him. I think. I'm just going to say no, what no. I would do. I, I can't tell it's you what to do. This I really, really do think you must. I would leave him. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even be. It wouldn't even be anything to think about in my mind it wouldn't even be up for discussion because your best friend with that baby will now continue it's going to be a three-way relationship i actually think he might just leave you for the best friend at this point he's got a baby with her and clearly there's I you're mean, just gonna you get deserve way better you fuck just this shit so much better than yeah, that what the hell and also like where's the shade on your best friend i'd be like they that? none of them deserve you and to be in your life that's a horrible 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 situation mm-hmm. but you know what You'll only come out stronger, but if you stay in this, you will getting yourself into you a big will mess. get yourself so hurt. Yeah, it's a big, big, big fat mess. That is a horrible mess, and you don't need to be in that mess. You could be out of that mess. You could be living a happy, nice life, and you know, with what? a you loyal will, boyfriend, you will get over him. And someone who treats you like that will. is not worth the hassle. And with a baby involved, that baby's going to be with them it, till they're eighteen. You've got that. That yeah, no. No, for the rest of their life, they'll, they'll, they are, when you have a baby with someone, you're tied with, together with them for, for life. For life. And she was your best friend. What the fuck? That and he's your boyfriend. Alive. No, what the hell? The whole thing. No, it's devastating. You deserve so much better. But Get you're going to be amazing. Get out now. Just, yeah, That's stay so strong and know your worth. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. So we've got some longer, some of our listeners have written to explain some of their 
specific examples. Yeah, specific dreams. Recently, I've been having frequent dreams where I'm in trouble and nobody cares or helps. In my last dream, I was on the second floor of a burning house. There was a fire downstairs and I couldn't get out other than through the window where there were there was a ladder outside, but nobody would help. I could see people having a party, people surfing and swimming outside. I was crying for help and having a panic attack, but nobody wanted to help. Even my boyfriend didn't care enough to help. All I wanted was for my parents to be there because I knew they'd help me, but they weren't present in my dream. I've had similar ones, but the subject changes, i.e. kidnapped in full view, taken advantage of, and another, and another I had all my teeth ripped out. People can help, but they don't. That's horrible. So there's a situation in her, in her waking life where she has the opportunity to help herself in some way. And in doing so, she'll be able to help someone else. So the number one dream symbol, rather than just a dream, is, is a building. It's usually a house. But uh, a building, and especially a house, symbolizes yourself. Because houses and buildings have got insides and outsides, and so do we. So when you're dream is about being trapped in a burning building mm. so anything, anything to do with fire it's to do with creativity and transformation it's about that creative spark it's getting something going it's igniting some sort of ambition to do that so if you feel that you are in a situation where you're trapped in a particular way of life or a particular identity that you're presenting to the world and things things are burning up there's something that's burning her up inside mm where she has to make a change, but she is the only person that can make that decision. Mm -hmm. She can get advice from other people, she can be mentored, but she has to make that decision. And when she is hoping her parents will help her, what parents symbolize is that older, wiser, more mature part of yourself, the part that knows what to do, the part that can make good decisions. So she is hoping that she can make this wise, mature decision. So it sounds like in waking life, she feels trapped in a particular situation, but she wants to make a decision which might be a little bit uncomfortable to start off with, but will be really helpful. And that's also the one with kidnap. If you dream about being kidnapped, you feel that your identity is being stolen in some way. You feel that your identity is being taken away from you. So this dream is all about helping yourself, stepping into your power, looking after yourself first. And as you look after yourself first, then you can use your power to look after others. Oh my God, that's fascinating. You know what's nice? These are all sort of ending on positive notes. Yeah. Yeah, well, dreams are very, very positive. They are messages from your unconscious showing you how in waking life, how you can make positive change to Mm. yourself and others. Wow. Lovely. Do you want to read that? That was so, so insightful. Thank you. We've got another dream. So someone wrote, I have this recurring dream that I go back to my grandma and granddad's old house. My older sister and I have so many fond childhood memories being in that house. My, my grandparents moved out in 2008, but for some reason in my dream, I'm fixated on finding a way into the house to see what it looks like now. I never knock. It's always a break in, break in on my part and always I nearly get caught. What does it all mean? Yeah, it's a lovely dream. So it's, um, it's quite suspenseful. So we said that the house is the number one dream symbol and we associate houses in our lives with who we have been, who we are just now and and more variably who we can become. When you dream about going back to an old house that's familiar from your childhood, there's something there that you feel that you have maybe lost in your maturation process, in your identity forming, 
something really special that was a part of you and it might have been a, a, a curiosity, it might have been a, a willingness to do something courageous, it might have been a whole number of things. But in those, when you're going back to this house, that's what you're going back mm. to look for. And, and when you dream about your grandparents, grandparents are very, very loving and warm and mm. kind, they're very, very experienced. So the dreamer's going back to look for some quality from their past. And it's usually some quality around, if it's grandparents are involved, it's usually some quality around that wisdom and kindness and love. So they're going back to look for some part of themselves, some self-love, some part of themselves that they really loved. And, and they feel a bit guilty about it. They feel a bit guilty about feeling that they should look after themselves, that they should love themselves. So the action from that dream is don't be afraid, don't feel guilty about taking care of yourself, about looking after yourself uh, and feeling love for yourself. Oh, I love that. Gorgeous. Dating stories. I've had a dating story. I was listening to the la the latest app and heard all about the one one of your lists, Apre Ski Dilemma. I had a similar situation last year and just had to write it. I had been with my boyfriend for over two years and we went on a girl's skiing holiday in March last year. We had moved in together the previous September and everything was going swimmingly. <laughs> Why does that make me laugh? <laughs> However, on the first day of the ski trip, I caught eyes with this boy on another table. My heart instantly skipped a beat and I couldn't stop looking over at him the whole time. We ended up bumping into his group of friends at Apres later in the night and we instantly hit it off. Stunning. <laughs> like this story is really good. <laughs> The way you've written it is like really funny, really I know, good. it's like a laugh novel. It's done really well. We spent every night with them and even ski with them sometimes during the day. God, this sounds gorgeous. I just spent most of the time with this boy and the connection turned into a lot deeper than just physical. When I got back home, I broke up with my long-term boyfriend. Oh. I have now been with seeing my skiing man for around a year, long distance. He's honestly amazing and everything is going well so far. He has since told me that he also noticed me in the first bar and couldn't stop staring at me either. It was truly love at first sight. I had to message in so that I could tell your listener that it's not necessarily just lust and it might be something real. <gasps> at the very least, it might be your gut telling you something is missing from your current relationship anyway because you love pics i thought i'd attach the pics of me and <laughs> e boy let's have a look. oh my god oh my god gorgeous. that's a lovely story we really needed that this no that's so gorgeous oh no happy. that makes me feel like i need to really change my advice that i've given for the yeah love at first sight is a real thing you know what i do think it is a it is a thing we need then... to stop being so cynical no 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 i don't think we are but we're also we're, we're like we're loyal realist, gals yeah. so we're like don't leave your boyfriend for someone you've just seen in a bar that you haven't spoken to this is different. You spent time with him. You actually explored. Oh my god, he looks things. like. Well, she looks lovely. But you he guys look like, like such a gorgeous sweet, sweet boy. He's happy as Larry with her. I'm trying to rack my brain of like vivid, strange dreams that I've had, but now I'm thinking about them. I can't. We've got some good ones. So we've got a good one. Okay. <laughs> so this is quite horrible. So there was a serial killer on the loose, <laughs> and my mum who is the chief of police in this scenario, but in reality, she's a primary school teacher, <laughs> decided that I was going to be the bait and they were going to leave me in the park for one night for him to find me. So I'm standing there terrified when the, gra the grass starts rustling and the serial killer jumps out and stabs me in the shoulder, but luckily my mum shoots him and he dies. All the while, a subplot is occurring where my longtime friend is holding her friend up to gunpoint at the same time 
in the same park and we're all trying to convince her not to shoot. Terrible. This is chaos, that dream. That sounds great. That sounds like a good drama series. My God, yeah, that that I'd watch that. That is chaos. That. When we dream about a serial killer, then, so serial killers are really, really scary, but the, the key word here is killer. When we dream about a serial killer, then there's some situation in our waking life where we feel that we have to kill off part of ourselves. Oh. It's quite common uh, among younger people where you wow. feel that you have to fit into a, um, a particular way of being, a particular way of showing up. And it, it, can, be, it can be lots of different variations on it. It could be that um, you are murdering someone, that you become a zombie, but all those really kind of really scary things around death is there's some part, so it might be something like um, you're very creative, you have some creative talent, uh, and people say, no, you, you'll never make a living from that. You need to do something really, um, really dull, right. and, and you have to kill off that part of yourself. Mm. And the person who can sort this out is your mother, who has become the chief of police uh, <laughs> from a primary school teacher. So the, the chief of a police. So um, what a police person symbolises is that ability to make sure everything works the way it should, to make sure that everything is right and proper. So. What the mum is symbolizing here is that to do the right thing, rather than trying to fit in what everyone else expects from you, what you have to do is to be able to follow that passion and follow that ambition. And then that fits in in, in the rest of the activity, the rest of the drama in the park. So being held up at gunpoint, what guns symbolize is the ability to damage someone at a distance the ability to uh, take pot shots at someone. So guns in a dream are usually uh, usually symbolize someone is being critical of you. They are making sniping remarks. They're taking these pot shots at you. Mm -hmm. So rather than letting them do that, if someone starts to give you a hard time, if someone starts to criticize you without any reason for doing so, you just have to push back against them. So you can fire back at them you can fire back responses to them. So that's what's happening in that dream. It's that idea of not killing your part of yourself off because other people want to do it and it makes them uncomfortable. And also that part of yourself, which may be some creative endeavor, maybe some ambition you have, you might want to go to university, you might want to do a PhD, you might want to do all those things. Don't listen to the criticisms of other people. What yeah. you need to do, follow your heart. Ian, that has been amazing. Do you have any sort of like final notes or advice or things that you would like to just say, you know, to round up? Yeah, so um, the key thing is, remember, the dream doesn't happen to you. You happen to the dream. You create everything in the dream and you do that as a way of processing your emotions from waking yeah. up. You're sending information to yourself. So your dreams are creating that self-image, that sense of who you are. So just attend to those things and think, what questions am I being asked? What questions am I asking myself? Mm. And how can I take action on those questions? That's the key thing that a dream will do for you is it will let you ask questions of yourself and then you put that into action. And Ian, do you have like a handle or anything you want us to shout out for you for people to go to? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so uh, you can visit my website at ianwallacedreams.com and there's lots of information about dreams and dreaming on there. 
Uh, I've got a number of books that you can find. Um, so one of them is called The Top 100 Dreams. It's the 100 most common dreams from around the world. Uh, it tells you about the dream, uh, what it means, the action you can take, and the psychological background. There is a dream dictionary with 12,000 dream images in it. Uh, and again, you can use the definitions to make questions to ask yourself. And then there's a, a shorter illustrated one called Decode Your Dreams. It takes the most common dreams and gets you to action with them. So amazing. interesting, amazing. We won't keep you much longer, but we're so grateful for your time. Yeah, well, thanks very much for the opportunity. It's been really lovely chatting with you and chatting about dreams. Anyway, right, that's guys, Thank that you so much was for ending this podcast on a stunning note. That was lovely. We love you guys. Should we rate the wine? Oh, yeah. I'm going to give it a, a six. I'm going to go for a six because I'm also I starting try. to... I'm, quite, I'm I'm just starting to crave rosé now. Nothing against the wine, but I'm just ready for rosé yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've also been having it on the hen and, you know, I'm ready to just slip right into summer vibes now. Yeah, same. But lovely bottle. Lovely, lovely It's a six from me. Yeah. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Guys, love you.